Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold, and I'm sipping on my nice non-fat latte brought to me by my guest, Todd Mulliken, which makes him one of my favorite guests of all time. He's going to be with me for the first hour, and in the second hour, our Old Testament series will continue. Dr. Peter Kapsner and I are hosting Dr. Joanna Klein. She's going to talk about Deborah and JL. Can't wait. I love both hours. But today, I've asked Todd to come, and we're going to talk about significant relationships and how we learn to manage our responses to stress better, all right? Because I think that is uh, often a problem. Stress amps up, and then we make choices or responses that aren't the most godly and the most beneficial. So Todd's going to sort that out. And I also said to Todd, just because all the things that I'm seeing on the text line with people in stress, in turmoil, in uh, anxiety, and if that's you and you've got some issue you would like Todd's wise counsel on, you are so welcome to text over your question or your concern. We'd love to address it. Of course, you can remain anonymous and you can text the question to my counselor friend Todd Mulliken at 877-933-2484. Todd, of course, is the owner of uh, Todd Mulliken dot com Mulliken Counseling in Edina, Minnesota, uh, which happens to be my hometown. Todd, welcome. Thank you, Bill, for having me. Really yeah. appreciate it. No, it's always nice to have you here. And we are in the middle of stress. There, it seems like it's it's coming in layers, and it keeps coming. And we find ourselves uh, responding in ways that we would wish we wished we did differently. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about that. And I hope some questions come in as well. But I do want to talk about, in our significant relationships, how we can learn to manage our responses to stress better. Mm. So yeah. get us started. Well, the main forms of stress tend to be either acute, meaning they're momentary and typically intense, like a, you know, just a moment where it's really, something's really, really hard and it's really intense and it hurts us and it impacts us and then it's gone. But I think what's made the last couple of years really difficult is the second kind of stress, which is chronic, ongoing, keeps staying with us. It's It doesn't leave. It's around. And so that impacts us. It impacts us, our physiology and our capacities to not feel overwhelmed. So we feel overwhelmed a lot, which impacts our capacity to be at our best in Jesus for each other in our most significant relationships. And... So I just see a lot of that in the work I'm doing, and but also have been seeing some th- some rhythms for couples and families that they can work on, so that the stress responses are uh, a bit more what they're for, you know, and a bit more uh, reconciling-like, right? So that we aren't as defined by those most delicate moments, but we're. As a couple, as a family, even as an individual, we're learning from that, mm-hmm. and we're learning how to grow through it, so that it it's a piece of who we are, but 
because our identities in Christ were given the capacity to run towards him with our burdens so that when we're interacting, we know we have that safe place to go to. And so we can, we'll talk through some strategies today and all of that, but I think it's just good to really validate for everybody that's listening that being under stress, which basically means we're feeling overwhelmed and in our trusted feeling sheet that we have in my field of counseling, overwhelmed is a scared feeling. Mm -hmm. So we're scared, you know, we're frightened and when are things going to let up? So it's just, I just want to validate that if you're in that space, it's really normal right now and it's really hard. I think that's helpful, Todd, because if people are feeling that stress and feeling overwhelmed, there there is a calming um, feeling to go. To, our trusted counselor has said it's normal. Yeah, yeah. So that's yes. good, right? We can. Yeah. We, Otherwise, you feel uh, abby normal. You do, and when yeah. you feel abby normal, then you feel less than. Right from like, Young Frankenstein, by the way. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Exactly. Is that a top five for you? Uh, oh, probably. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I just. <laughs> It's easy. Whatever I say, do not come in and let me out. Whatever I say. <laughs> Frau Brucker and everything else, yeah. All right, now we're off track. Yes, we are. Let's get back, Todd. So, yeah, the, I think it's natural to feel a bit, you know, what we call maladaptive. You know, the, the, the decisions that I'm making with uh, my, my, my siblings, with my kids, with my spouse, with my colleague under stress are just louder than they normally are for me. But I think it's good to talk about the different ways that different people respond to stress and what's that like. And as I give some scenarios here, maybe people can be thinking, yeah, that's kind of more how I roll under stress and what are some strategies. Mm-hmm. So when we are uh, in an environment where we feel like there's eggshells all over the floor in the house... Uh, and that's not a comfortable place to be because mm. you always have to have shoes on then. You do. Right? Yeah. And you always have to be careful where you step because you don't know what's going to um, cause more stress. And you want to be, you always say, Todd, it's important to be for each other, not against each other. Right? Right. And so if that stress has boiled over right now and there is some cold shoulders in the house, what what is a good first step? Well, a good first step is to walk alongside versus take it on. So, for example, typically the person that is more of a flighter under stress or a fleer will be much more aware of the, um, you know, the broken glass on the floor, the walking on eggshells. They will be more vulnerable, Bill, to be in their sibling, in their spouse, in their parents, in their adult son's head, Mm -hmm. being defined by that reaction of that other person versus more defined by what they are going to do in this moment. (laughs) And I do have shoes on and the truth is I'm being integrous and the truth is I'm feeling hurt and I'm feeling scared about how this is going to go. But all I can do is just be honest and share from my side of the street what I'm experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. Here's what I find myself experiencing, honey, and just throwing it out. So to your great point, though, for people that really recognize the broken glass and recognize the eggshells and they're defined by how it could go, mm-hmm. their tendency is to get their turtle on, turtle up, sure. shut her down. Yep. And that's get inside not, the shell? Is that yeah, what that means? It's safer. Yeah, yeah. Let's go inside the shell. 
and just avoid the mess. Yeah. And that's one way I just want to realize, like, that is a very common way for people to respond to stress. Mm-hmm. And that is probably more common than not, is to kind of do the turtle. Yeah. Todd Mullican is my guest. You can go to uh, toddmullican.com, learn more about Todd and his counseling services. But he's also let us know right up front that if you are feeling overwhelmed, it is an absolutely normal feeling. Now, we want to take all thoughts captive to Christ, right? We want to say to uh, God that we want to uh, speak truth and we want uh, to live in love and forgiveness, right? So when we're talking about uh, trying to manage better responses to the stress in our relationships, uh, let's maybe chat about maybe three steps that we can take. Sure. Yeah. So the first step we're kind of unpacking is what style has God revealed to me that I kind of have had in my story? So it's really important to know what my style is or what I notice I do under stress so that I can bring those thoughts captive. So we talked a little bit earlier, you know, just a few minutes ago about the person that's more apt to really read the room, worry about how it's going to go, be defined by the other person's reaction. And so they spend most of their time there and they're spending less time in their own mind going, well, what is what is the truth of how I'm feeling in Christ? And I know my identity is there, so let me... Take a breath and know my burdens are being held by the Holy Spirit here, and he's my advocate, and he's my counselor of truth. So I'm now going to just sort out what I'm thinking, and I'm just going to uh, bring that out towards this person uh, this afternoon or whenever we're getting back together again. I'm going to bring that out. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure how it's going to go, but I know God's still on the throne, and if it doesn't go well, that's okay. So that's the first step for that type of person is to get less defined by how it's going to go because what they do is they kind of get ahead of themselves in the last 12 times this went badly and if it goes badly that's not good so let's just not do anything Hmm. and let's turtle up okay and there's root causes for that type of person now the other side of the street is the person who really doesn't know that there's any broken glass (laughs) and doesn't really know like hey i'm just bringing it and it's fire ready aim and i'm hurt by what happened and here it comes Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you how I feel. And I'm going to tell you what you did to me. And I'm going to bring it. And I'm going to bring the truth right now. And they are ready to go. They're the fighter. <laughs> They're the engager. Yeah. Is one healthier than the other? Not at all. Okay. But let me tell you, if you talk to any people with who are turtles, they'll tell you what the 20 things that are wrong with the fighter. And the fighter will tell you the 20 things wrong with the turtle mm-hmm. and even get judgy on it, even kind of spiritualize it sometimes. So give me an example. So the, the, you know, the person who's the, you know, the turtle will say, gosh, I, you know, this person is not, you know, the, the, Hey, in your anger, do not sin. You know, Ephesians four twenty six, like, Hey, don't give full vent to your anger. It's Proverbs 29, 11. So they'll call out stuff that that truth teller is telling and saying mm. that's really just overwhelming to them. And it's hard. The truth teller will say, hey, you're stonewalling me. You're shutting me out. You are, you're being dishonest. You're a pathological liar. You know, lying is horrible. Why are you lying to me? Why are you shutting me out? Here's what you're doing to me. Does that make sense? So from our hurt mindset there, mm-hmm. from our stress reactions, we are taking it out on the other person versus looking in our own mirror first. Yeah, it's painfully flawed when I hear you talk about the fighter and the turtle. There's something so painful about that. 
because yeah. they, they want to find reconciliation, forgiveness, and love, but they're just, they're, their styles are so odd. Yeah. I mean, they're, I'm not, they're not odd. What are they, Todd? Well, they're very different. Here. They're just so different. Yes. And is that part of the problem is that their styles are just at such extremes? And we would also tell you if we had two turtles together, of course, they never come into counseling because they can't make a decision. <laughs> but they, they would yeah. say like, hey, we've had an ice age for 10 years, so that's not working. That's not good either. Or we have two fighters that are all over each other yeah. and then they're fine. And they go, hey, when we're all over each other, it's bad news bears. You know, so they wouldn't say that's any better. Right, right. Todd Mulliken is my guest. If you want to head over to ToddMulliken.com, you can uh, check it out. M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N, ToddMulliken.com. And we're going to continue our discussion uh, today on how to better manage responses in our significant relationships when it comes to stress. That's all next. Communicator in our significant relationships. That's something we all desire. Even if you're good at it, you want to be better. You always want to be improving. Maybe it's helpful if you understand what style you have. Are you a turtle? Do you, do you just sort of shell up when you feel conflict? Or do you show up with um, an attitude and you want to fight and get it all on the table? And I, I don't mean fight in a bad way, Todd. Right. You know, fight's a, it's a good word. It can be a good word, right? Let's go. Right. Let's yeah. get it out. Let's, Let's address the mess. It. Yeah, address the mess. And right. Todd Mullican is my guest as we were talking about dealing with uh, better responses in the midst of stress in our significant relationships. And right before we went to break, Todd, I, we were talking about styles. And I, I think if people would um, try to be self-diagnostic, would they be honest with themselves and say, yep, I'm I'm the turtle or nope, I'm the fighter? I, I think we do. And I do think because in our humanity, we, we're more apt to blame versus look in the mirror. So I'm more apt to say if I'm a turtle, like, you know, that's just, uh, you know, that that's the grace of Jesus and my spouse or my friend, you know, they are just too ragey. You know, they don't, you know, not really, uh, they don't get it. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm the fighter, instead of me looking in my own mirror, I'm more apt to say, boy, you know, my spouse keeps shutting down and that's bad news and they keep doing it and I'm going to give them a book to read about it and <laughs> here's the 10 things wrong yeah. with him or her, yeah. right? And so I'm not asking us to be in denial of the other person's issues. I'm right. just asking us to know that the only time there's ever, ever change is if each person looks in their own mirror and really, you know, has the Holy Spirit just advocate about what's next and what are they learning and where did actually, where did this reaction come from mm -hmm. in my story so that any generational stuff I have, whether it's a nickel and dime thing or severe trauma, I'm really for overcoming that and maybe making our stress responses a little more manageable together as a couple, as a family, because we get to do that. Mm -hmm. And we get to just realize we're in journey on that. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect at it, uh, but we're, we're for really kind of, you know, going to the Lord more with our recovery with it. And so I'll talk about kind of how to do that. But I think it's good first to know, like, for example, a lot of fighters I see, Bill, that really just want to be right 
in the middle of that fight and want to get the last word in. The two things I usually see is either some chronic trauma from their upbringing where they were really like, you know, that kitchen area, that living room, that house was just really scary. You know, there's a lot of yelling, mm. you know, and there was a lot of like, it's just, just, just not a place. So I just either had to take it all in or I got in my parents' grill all the time. But, and there was a lot of fighting, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and I tended to be bullied. So now unintentionally, I'm going to bully. I don't mean to. But I didn't win anything, and now I'm getting triggered because when my spouse is even turtling up, I feel like they're against me now. When somebody's against me, I I see red. Yeah. You know, versus like, what's the truth? The truth is we're both broken. The truth is he or she is for me. The truth is God is with me. The truth is our kitchen can be different than the kitchen I saw. And what am I for with getting out of that? Mm -hmm. And so we talk about how to, I'll help people understand how to do that ahead of time because right in the moment, it's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. The other thing I see with fighters sometimes, Bill, is that it could be very a mild thing where it wasn't that severe trauma, but it was like, um, you know, they were either, you know, really bottled up everything and now they're just coming out to play Mm -hmm. or they just, you know, when they had conflicts, they would really... Um, get into it, and but never any coming back from it. And I know you and I have talked about attachment styles on the show occasionally. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that really helps the fighter, especially, is to learn how to interact versus interrogate. To learn how to come back after the fight. And just let them in about what they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And when the fighter, because their sins, if you will, are on their sleeves, everybody can see their stuff, <laughs> right? But their stuff isn't any worse than their spouse's stuff. Um, when they when they're, when they kind of settle down a little bit in the conflict and really do James one nineteen, you know, quicker to listen, yeah, quicker to draw out, less slow to wrath. That can be a game changer for that family's home, for that um, individual's space, for that couple. Mm-hmm. If you just joined us, we're talking about our significant relationships and how we can learn to manage our responses to stress better. Todd Mulligan is my guest. And Todd, what about when the geography changes? And what I mean by that is maybe when the couple were first married, they would sit on the couch, side by side, watching movies that he didn't want to watch, but he did it anyway because he wanted to just be present and he loved sitting next to his wife. And now he's got a company with 30 employees and stress is off the charts and he comes home and goes to the man cave in the garage. Yes. Because he still has to process two hours of work. Yeah. And all of a sudden the the time, it's been drifting and how do you recognize that, ooh, I think we're in trouble. Right perfect world we do that statement i say all the time let the person in versus take it out on them hey the truth is god i, I you know on the way home i i'm finding myself with this 30th hire is bad news and i i feel overwhelmed by my business sometimes tell me about how did it go today for you what are you thinking you know so we're creating an interaction i'm letting this person who i love the most in my life in about what i'm going through mm-hmm. now their spouse might be going through their own stuff and we talk about that but what i'm always doing is letting that person in and which even might say 
and I need to just kind of take a break when I get home and does that work for you? I know here's what our plan is and we've talked about this or does that work or, you know, so because I'm going to be less defined by my work. I'm going to work hard and, and deal with these 30 folks and now all that, that that brings on, like you said, but I'm still for kind of finding that couch again at some point, <laughs> you know, and the way I do that is just let my spouse in about what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. So I got to even, I doesn't even have to articulate my feelings for an hour and a half. I just need to let them in about what I'm going through. So they have, it gives him or her the best chance to respond in an empathetically way, in mm-hmm. an empathetic way. Mm-hmm. Versus if I just like, I keep it all in and I bottle all it up and I go to the cave and then, you know, in this case, he, he's home, but nobody's home. Yeah. That's really just, dis- that's, that's really disheartening mm-hmm. as a spouse. How important is it to spend focused time in prayer before you start the evening? You're coming home from work, Todd, and you've had a rough day. Mm-hmm. You've had a lot of difficult conversations with a lot of clients. And you probably, on some occasions, want to, A, not talk at all because mm-hmm. you've talked all day. Mm-hmm. Or you want to unload some something that you had happen to you. But how important is it to say, I need to spend time with the Lord before the door opens, mm-hmm. before I walk in and say, honey, I'm home and so good to see you. If we are proactive with that as the day's starting on the drive home from work, and sometimes people are virtual, so on the drive from the downstairs office <laughs> to the upstairs, yeah. it, when we when we just take that breath and, you know, go to Jesus with that, we are, you know, our best in the Lord comes out more. There's more fruit to bear. And so that's what I was going to talk about with the strategies for both fighter and flighter. But like when I've had a fighter really like heal up and be like amazing and much less dysregulated in the home, Mm -hmm. it's because they've gone back and realized I don't have to be in the kitchen anymore because God is holding me in that. (laughs) I'm able to just got a big amen from Rosie. (laughs) And I know that God is holding me in that. And I wasn't, you know, my parent wasn't able to do that because they had their own dysregulation from the abuse they went through. So what is dysregulation? They're just, they're not able to regulate their emotions and share it in a regulatory way. They're very like, you know, on the top of anger mountain or they're, you know, really deeply steeped in that shell. Right. Or somewhere in between. Right. Yeah. So, but when that fighter and flight, we'll talk about the flighter on the other side of the break, but when the fighter brings all of that, you know, pain and fear to the spirit, not in a one-off, but in a journey of letting God hold them to start the day, let God hold them and do these practices spiritually of going to God with that and knowing that he is holding them in that, then that gives them a little bit more of a sense to say, hey, because I'm confident knowing that God loves me, I can bring that to my spouse who might not be able to receive it well, but I can at least let them in to go, God, I'm working on this and I'm getting where I at where the root of this was at and I see where this came from and it's really scary and hard. I don't know what I'm doing yet but I I know I went to the Lord with it today and I'm starting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that kind of language in the home is like ridiculously transformative. Yeah. We'll chat more with Todd Mulliken on the other side. If you have a question for Todd, maybe you're in a stressful relationship right now and you could use a little counsel, you, of course, can ask the question anonymously, 877-933-2484. We're continuing our discussion on managing our responses to stress better in our significant relationships. That's all next. Thank you. 
It's the afternoon show with Bill Arno. Drive time, drive time. Let's get it started. Jump in your car. What's for dinner? It's the afternoon show with Bill Arno. We love reading God's Word here at Faith Radio, and if you have not signed up to be part of the Reading the Bible Together, we're going through the book of Acts. It starts Feb 1. Read a chapter of Acts each day starting Feb 1. So you get the free study guide and bookmark online at MyFaithRadio.com, and you can subscribe and listen to the daily reading of the Bible Together podcast hosted by Faith Radio's Angela Smith. So as we continue with Todd Mulliken, I say, God be in my eyes and in my seeing. God be in my ears and in my hearing. God be in my lips and in my speaking. God be in my heart and my being. We're talking about such challenging, difficult issues. So we want to be super sensitive because when people are in trauma and they've been in a difficult, abusive relationship, we just want to be so tender. Mm -hmm. Um, Just had a Listeners say, I recently got out of an abusive relationship and I'm dealing with the aftermath, such as trauma bonding. What mm. advice would you give me to get through it? Mm. Maybe say what trauma bonding is. Well, yeah, I mean, the thought would be is it's easy and it means kind of different things, but so I don't want to make an assumption here. But if, you know, perhaps me talking about the fighter mentality, uh, when the fighter's at their worst, their words are really hurtful and painful and can can be abusive. And so if this person was exposed to that for a significant period of time, you you bond in that, meaning you're attached to that 24-7. And so when they're on the other side of that, now that they're released from it, all of a sudden it doesn't just go away, right? So how do they make sure that they are finding their own identity now individually through their individuality with Jesus to know their truth about that they are loved and held. And actually the forgiveness meaning of like, actually I know the other person's story and I can understand why, you know, he had an abusive past and what that was about. And I I have understanding about that. So I'm releasing him from what he's done so that I can go and be fully who I want to be in my story and be released from that bonding and that codependency, if you will. So that doesn't happen overnight, but that happens over time. And they end up seeing validation from friends, from family, from close people that love them. And they're slowly grieving and feeling released and relieved from being broken from that cycle. And now they're starting again in their story and what they're for with healthy relationships so that that trauma bond doesn't come back and continue to invade their individual time and their time with uh, future dating relationships or, yeah. or a marital relationship. It sounds like that could be a wolf at the door. Yeah, if right. You don't, if you don't process it well and, and stay in, in prayer and right. Right. Then the next time somebody is talking to them and raises their voice, you know, the, the trauma mind kind of takes over versus, no, this is a different person and I, I know I'm enough in Jesus and I can understand this person's story and now am I asserting who I am and what I need and it just feel like a safe relationship for me. But I'm more defined by this story now versus that story that happened. Mm-hmm. Todd Mulliken is my guest and Todd, when you were talking about identities like fighter and turtle. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was some more we were going to talk about identities. Yeah, so the f- wrapping up on the fighter bill yeah. is that we talked some of the root causes for the fighter to want to fight unfair because usually they were being fought with unfair. <laughs> so the key for the fighter, their strategy is to, and I love what you said too about, you know, 
kind of what happens on their way home. And so to start, we I try to have people have at least a couple of practices spiritually during the day of a moment or two of prayer and then some quiet time. And in that time, they're not only kind of, you know, doing the daily Devo or the one, you know, walk through the Bible in the year thing, which is amazing and wonderful, and then applying that verse to their story. And they're also just bringing to the Lord this specific issue and the specific thing they're overcoming. Lord, how to help me today to interact with my spouse, with my 16-year-old versus interrogate. Help me to know that I'm enough in Jesus to, to know that I am a doer and I get into the, the, the messes of life, but I want to get into the mess in a way that's interactive. And I want to know what my 16-year-old is thinking. I want to know what my spouse is feeling. And I want to create an environment on my side of the street where I can interact with them. I'm going to do my part really well. And that is amazing, Bill, when the fighter starts to fight more fair. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Because the good news about the fighters, they don't mind making the tough call. They don't mind having a hard conversation. You know, they they have the chops to do that. It's learning how to do that in a more healthily attached way. Mm-hmm. Now, for the flighter, it's a much, or the turtle, the people that flee under stress or the people that shut down under stress, that's just as a, just as normal to do as to want to engage and win under stress. So the flighter, again, the typical stories I've seen from the flighter could be as mild as they came out of the womb a little bit kind of more inhibited under stress, like, ooh, I don't know if I want to play kickball, I'm just a little scary, or I'm not going to jump in that pool, I don't... I don't know. So they're a little bit more sensitive. What about their... playing kickball in the pool? That's right. I never thought of that. It yeah. might be a good technique to yeah. help the flight yeah, or overcome exactly. that. I'll be yeah. out of business. That's a good idea, Bill. Yeah, That's thank great. you. So the, the thought there is I'm going to, if I am more of a flighter and I'm really sensitive, but I know that when I'm shutting down, I really, really want to know if I'm choosing to shut down, what I'm going to start adding to my language is knowing that as I'm shutting down and God is holding me in this safe place, I am going to let my spouse, my adult daughter, my kid, let them in about why I'm shutting down. I'm taking some space. I'm taking some time to to just recalibrate. I'm for you. I'm really feeling hurt right now, but I'm just doing what I do. I know in the way that you kind of come out with your thoughts, I go in and I'm trying to figure things out. So I'm going to give, I'm going to let that fighter into what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Todd, if I do that, they interrogate me. Well, that's on them. Yeah, but then it feels bad. I go, well, don't be defined by what they're saying. You be defined by your intention. Your intention is to be honest and integrous and say, hey, I'm just letting you in while, while I'm just relaxing and taking it easy a little bit and going mm-hmm. in with my thoughts. And I'll be out to play in a little bit. Yeah, it sounds really healthy, Todd. It, it does. Yeah, and it, it's something that the flighter, get, the flighter, all they have to do for the rest of their life, they only have to do one thing, and that is just to be honest. Because they're really afraid to be honest. A lot of flighters I see say, yeah, but if I say that, then this will happen. If I do that, their feelings will be hurt. A lot of people that are flighters become, have a strong need to, for external validation because they weren't validated early on. So now they, they just want to please all the time because they just want to feel validated because they weren't validated growing up. And so now they know they're validated in Jesus and they know they're held by the Father and they know that the Holy Spirit's their comforter and they know all those things at a head level. But at a heart level, they get to really bring that burden to the Lord so that they know they're being held in that. And in that contentment, they are now starting to be honest about why they're shutting down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I have found that all the fighter ever wants is honesty. (laughs) Even if it's hard, 
So the good news for the flighter is all the truth is they just want honesty, so I'm going to bring it. Okay. If, if, yeah, if I'm a turtle and I see that the fighter is all flooded and you can tell that their pulse is crazy right now, right. is that even wise to engage? Yeah, then they go, well, it's the wrong time. Okay, oh, God, it's the wrong time. Well, yeah. And then, but, well, then they say, yeah, but Tadere is never a good time. So, so the problem with that is they end up being defined by the mood, right? So they're always, they're too defined by, they got to pick their spots, right? Which is okay to... You know, this is a more, you know, so I say as a couple, well, you know, tonight, you know, once a week at six, we're going to kind of break down stuff and let each other in and do some daily sharing. And then, you know, once once every other week, we're going to kind of do a deeper dive and go to counseling or talk ourselves about what's going amazing, what's really hard. And so I'll bring it up there because that's our time to do what I call that recovery work a little bit. And we know it's coming. But I, what that's key for the flighter bill is they have to not build resentment. And sometimes when they don't bring it up because they think it's not a go, not going to go well, they go to the resentment bank instead and put mm-hmm. some money there. Yeah. And then hold that reaction that their spouse might have against that against them. Yeah. And then what happens when the resentment bank account gets real full? Yeah, then all of a sudden nobody's home emotionally. Yeah. Like, you know, they are shut down and they, you know, their arms are crossed and they don't even even know how to spell forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. This resentment is So if I hold anything of resentment against my wife of 33 years, that's completely on me. If she holds any resentment against me, that's on her. Okay. So I need to get out my hurt. That person, that flighter needs to get out their hurt. And then know that that's enough. Mm. And that's my start. I'm just being honest about what is amazing today, and I'm being honest about what was really hard. So the fighter, the flighter stress response bill is to flee, and in that sensitivity time, instead of coming out, they go in. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a fighter right now listening, and I have a spouse that's a flighter, they are not intending to make life hard on you. They are in their own survival mode. They're putting on their oxygen mask, just like you are when you're fighting. And if I'm a flighter and I'm listening as a flighter, the fighter isn't waking up going, good, I can't wait to just, you know, win the next fight. You know, they're not waking up. And that's what I work on most with couples, Bill, is trust the other person's intention. Say more about that, Todd. Well, when I'm, when anybody's hurt in a conflict and they're under stress, in that moment, they don't really trust the other person very much. Oh, okay. They don't trust how it's going to go. The last 45 times we've done this, it hasn't gone really well, so I don't trust. And I, in fact, I don't even trust what you're intending to do right and now. And that's 45 out of 45 times. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's big time. So, right? yeah. How do, you, I, how do you break through a dysfunctional pattern? Yeah, not overnight. Of course but, not. but over time, you know, you have three of the next 10 went better than the previous 450. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go, there, there we go. I mean, yeah. that, that we're for that. And so then I, what I do in counseling is spend all the time on the three that went well. <laughs> I want to I wanna watch that highlight film. I want to know what each person did because more often than that, they both took a breath, kind of took a bath in the Holy Spirit emotionally and then came back. and Or they've been reading something really that's wise material, mm. scripturally or biblically or some Christian stuff. And they go, yeah, that, that's me. Yeah, that's, that's my stuff. You know, when I hear somebody say, that's my stuff, that's the start of a conversation. You know, it's like step one in the AA stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm powerless over this. You know, so when the flighter goes, hon, I'm just shutting down. I ain't stonewalling you. I ain't a covert this or covert that. I'm really not. I mean, there are some people out there that are doing that. Mm-hmm. But the majority of people aren't when they're flighting. They're just like, I'm just surviving. 
Yeah, but what if the fighter wants to have you stay engaged? You're, they do. You, they, uh, no, let's talk about it right now. I want to talk about it right now. Right, because that's what they have to do, right? Yeah. Because their anxiety is, I have to win, I have to be right, I have to get this going, and the stress response is winning. So what they do ahead of time in their prayer thing in the morning at 8, hey, the next time I want to just be right, and, and, and I'm going to go, instead of running towards my spouse, I'm going to run to the father's lap and go, okay, okay, here's the truth. My flight or spouse is for me. Okay, they're shutting down because of their upbringing. They're shutting down because of our pattern, and I'm 50%, not 10% and 90 on them. I mean, it's 50-50 most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's enough blame to go around most of the time, mm-hmm. not in kind of abusive situations or extreme stonewalling situations, but in that murky middle of 80% of the cases or whatever, most of the time most people are waking up wanting things to go better. So if I'm the flighter, I've got to know when the fighter is kind of seeing red, my goal isn't to calm them down or to make sure they do a better job. My goal is to be honest about what I'm going through, what I'm learning, what I need. Mm -hmm. Todd Mullican is my guest. You can go to toddmullican.com, M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N.com. Learn more about Todd and his counseling services. When we come back, um, given the fact that we are talking about significant relationships and how to learn to manage our responses to stress better, maybe a topic we should also add is how we optimize our time together in a world that has almost no margin. That's next. about how to better respond amidst stress in significant relationships. And we've so far identified that you need to know what style you are. Are you a fighter or do you retreat? And how important it is to go to the Lord and then how important it is to go to that significant other. Right? Right. Do I have that right, Todd? You're amazing. Well, that's a B-plus student. (laughs) Today, anyway. Today. Correct. So, yeah. So in that second, so we've identified our own style and in a perfect world, we're letting our spouse in about that. We're saying, God, I'm acknowledging this is, this is me. And then this, then the partner goes, wow, thanks for owning your part. And that gives the other person the best chance to look in their own mirror too. So that's when we see change is when people own their own part and, and are aware of it and even get to the root, you know, and sometimes the root is just their temperament right out of the womb, you know, mm-hmm. right? Temperament is a thing in terms of disposition. It's just genetics matters and stress matters. So sometimes it's right out of the womb. Sometimes it's due to significant trauma. Sometimes it's due to kind of a certain family dynamic. Lots of root causes, right? But I'm aware now more of that and I'm for, you know, moderating that and finding the best strength in that versus living in the shadow side of that. The best strength of the fighter is their honesty and they're bringing truth and they're wanting to mm. make tough calls. Yeah. But the fighter, Todd, are the guardrails up, truth and love? Or no, they see you know, only truth. 
Yeah, that's, yeah. that's my concern. It's, right. So know, the they, people that say, can I be brutally honest with you? Oftentimes they're more brutal than they are honest. Well, if they're asking that, it's fine. But if they just ask you that 100 times a day, then we got a problem. <laughs> right. So if, right. They, if they ask you that once in 10 years, I'm listening. Oh, yeah. Right. So, yeah. right. And that's usually what we need to know is the fighter needs to learn how to listen and draw their spouse out. So stop talking, listen more, James one nineteen. Mm-hmm. And then the fighter needs to be honest. You know, love must be sincere, Romans 12.9. Am I being sincere? Am I being honest? Am I coming out to play? Or am I just shutting down only? And then more importantly, are we accepting that difference and trusting the intention? When both people are hurt in that moment, nobody has the capacity to be there for the other person enough. Only the Lord does. Mm-hmm. So that's our second step, right? Both people are doing their own work with Jesus to be held, be loved. The Holy Spirit is breathing in truth and comfort and all the things the Holy Spirit does as our advocate. And then from that confidence, we do our third step, which is to come towards our spouse, come towards our family member. And then we get to do what you just mentioned earlier about is time. We get to have time where we do five things as a couple that we optimize. The first thing we do is to look for each other every day. And we do daily sharing. And it doesn't need to be five hours. It could be five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it could be just a check-in. But we are looking for each other and we're finding each other. The second thing, this uh, it probably sounds elementary, but it's, it's really elusive, is as a couple, always know when your next date is and always know when your next getaway is. Mm-hmm. You always know. Mm-hmm. And your getaway might not be for six months, uh, but you know it's coming, yay. Mm-hmm. Your date might not be for two weeks, but you better know it's coming because if you're having a bad stretch, you might not want to have a date. What if you've never dated since you've been married? Right, then you and, start. And this is an awkward interview to be listening to because what are you talking about, date? What, what do you mean? We've, we've never dated, yeah. We've never dated. So we get to start. The alternative is worse. The alternative is saying we never dated, so we never will, versus, yeah. well, I'm for, what am I for? Well, I'm for, you know, living my life in a way that is bringing, bringing my relationship closer to God, and I, mm-hmm. I am for that. I'm really hurt, I'm really frustrated, I'm really stuck, but I'm for coming towards my spouse and having a date sometimes. So I would say, I don't care if it's 5%, we're going to do it. So the idea is we're going we're gonna to try to date, and we're going to try to have a little getaway and relax. Even if we're quiet, even if we're stuck, we're going to just be kind and be gentle. It doesn't mean we're in denial. So coming towards each other with mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Then we also are having once every other week, you know, I would advise count, you know, couples that are in that spot, Billy, you're saying is to really get help for that. You know, see a respected Christian counselor in your area. And some churches have lists of those people. Or if you have a friend that has seen somebody ask him or her who they saw, mm-hmm. and, you know, so get help because we're for that. And we're for finding good help mm-hmm. when we need it. Mike just said, uh, no smartphone. Put put the candle back. Probably great, great Love piece that. of wisdom. Way it's go, so Mike. simple, right? Way to go, Mike. Right. We're just for undivided attention. Yeah. We We're just for that. Yep. And that's that daily sharing coming towards each other. And the other thing is kind of accept the difference. Sometimes the fighter is a really chatty person. Sometimes the, sometimes the flighter loves quiet. And both are fine. <laughs> right? Yeah. So when the fighter is going, you're not saying anything, you're shutting me down. No, they just love quiet. And when the fighter is talking all nonstop, the fighter is going, please stop talking. No, that's just the way they're getting things out. And I love them and I accept them because Romans 15 says, accept one another as God accepts us in order to bring praise to God. I'm accepting that. 
versus trying to change the other person to become like myself. Mm-hmm. So the, the the rhythms towards each other, besides the dating and the getaways and the daily sharing, is also that spiritual intimacy yeah. where we are dedicated to some type of spiritual practice together. And if we get off track, it's okay. Come back to it. Mm-hmm. And I've been married 33 years, and we'll have rhythms where we do de- devotionals for six months, and then we'll drop it, and then we'll forget. And and then you can either feel ashamed by that and just, you know, have your tail between your legs, or you can get back to it. Right. Or do something different. Right. Right. So we're for, you know, coming towards the Lord in some practice together so that God is, you know, holding us in this. And we're letting him do what we can't sometimes. We're just, we're giving that to him, not as an escape, but as an integration, we're giving him this, you know, we're, we're yielding to his mercies and then we're listening to his comfort so that we can practice that. Mm-hmm. But the best part, Bill, is that when people start to come towards each other and let each other, other in about what they're learning, you know, I think the three reasons, reasons I'm a fighter are these things. And I think when I react under stress, here's where it's coming from. Uh, I invite you when your spouse has any vulnerability, just really listen and validate that and receive it because that's the start Mm -hmm. is when both people feel vulnerable enough to let their spouse in a little bit about what they're learning. And that's when generational patterns slowly start to shift. Mm -hmm. So that's the big first step is awareness of pattern. The big second step is making sure our dependency is on the Lord for all these things. And that's why we're noticing research upon research upon research is talking about really slowing down enough to have that that spiritual practice of rest and reflection. Using Mike's candle doesn't hurt. Right. Right. And just letting that be be there because now the game has slowed down enough. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I... I do remember, you know, where that shutdown came from. I, I remember being kind of inhibited most of my story. Or I, I, know, I remember that last relationship I was in for 10 years prior to you, honey, that, yeah, that's, I think, my shutdown started there. I mean, that's what we're not getting, you know, we're looking for each person doing their own stuff mm-hmm. and then letting their spouse in on that. And I call that mutual vulnerability, and that's a game changer. Mm. Then I see couples feel a lot safer. And then when they have a hiccup or they get into the fight-flight thing and get all judgy, they get through it quicker because they know that they're both working on their stuff, Mm -hmm. right? So that's the key uh, is both people, both people acknowledging their own side of the street. But the time thing is big. Um, Most people, Bill, for what it's worth, tend to have family time be more important than marital time. And so I say to those couples, the best gift to give your kids is for them to see a good marriage. Mm-hmm. It's not really how much time you spend with them. It doesn't mean you're neglecting them. Mm-hmm. But when the kids see a healthy marriage, and then they look for that when they become a big person, um, because that's what they saw and that's what they're looking for. Yeah. If they see distance or detachment, they don't say, oh, good, I want to have a distant, detached relationship, but they just kind of live into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, modeling is pretty important, isn't it? Yeah, they don't yeah. listen to us, but they eventually imitate us. So the yeah. good news about that is we get to we get to do that too. Yeah. So just know, like these things we're talking about today, they're so delicate and difficult. Just know that God holds us, and even those little mini wins, like yay, that's a little victory, yeah. and that is, and then stress gets quieter. Yeah. So Todd, there's people driving home, or they're home waiting for their significant other to come home, and they're listening to this, and they're feeling overwhelmed, and they want to have tonight be different. So we. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Would you pray for all the couples that are feeling overwhelmed right now? Yeah. Thank you. 
Love that too. Heavenly Father, we're, we're grateful for who you are and your love and your mercy, your strength, and how you give us your Holy Spirit to comfort us and to hold us. So for all the folks listening tonight, whether they've had their, be- their best week or their worst week as a couple, uh, we invite you into their situation. We invite you into the person that's listening to just let them hold, let them be held by you and let them know that you love them so that in that contentment, in that moment when their spouse enters the door or when they enter the door, they will re-enter in a way that has mercy and that re-enters in a way that has acceptance and re-enters in a way that has all the fruits of your spirit. And let's start there. And Lord, if it's really hard to do that, we ask that you would give them the strength to just say what they're afraid of, but that they want to work on their side of the street. So help folks be gently accountable for their peace and then to go to you for their strength. Uh, In the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Amen. Todd Mulligan, thank you so much for the wisdom and the hour. I always appreciate having you here and talking to you. I know our listeners love you, too. You can learn more about Todd at Todd, T-O-D-D, Mulliken, M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N.com. And that is uh, all the time we have. Todd, thanks again. Coming up next, Dr. Joanna Klein is going to join Dr. Peter Kapsner and I in our Old Testament series. I am so excited about this. We are going to talk about Deborah and JL. That's what's next. I can hardly wait. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.